Good afternoon, James. Great to be here. Hello. It's always an absolute pleasure. You know, it's my favourite day of the week. Why is that? Well, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I read some article about, you know, you're supposed to answer when people say, um, how are you, with something incredibly optimistic and positive, because that both like triggers endorphins in both you and them. And then, you know, you seize the day and you manifest and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't believe in the manifesting, but it sounded like endorphins. I was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to be positive. Uh-huh. So when people ask me, like, how are you? I've been saying every day is better than the last. Are you sort of are you sort of roasting me for not having done that in response to your how are you? No, I'm just I used it for the second time. Second time I bust out the every day gets better than the last. And I was called that I was using toxic positivity. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, so you're so positive that it's that it's a bad thing. Yeah, that it's effectively offensive. Okay, cool. Why, why is it because you're like compelling people to be positive with you? I didn't look into it. I just thought, bloody hell, in this day and age, yeah. can't say anything, mate. Yeah, the world's gone to the dogs. <laughs> I, I fully agree. You jumped on Be Real. I did. So I know the other week we were talking about Be Real in passing. And I sort of I laughed it off. I said it was a fad. I said it wouldn't it wouldn't catch on, but uh, obviously I didn't say that. But I wasn't I wasn't on Be Real. But I did join the other day. Well, that's what we're ta- here to talk about. Is it a fad? What is Be Real? Where's it going? How are they going to monetize? How will they survive? So you're the Be Real expert. Why don't for the benefit of the people back listening at home, what is it all about? How does Be Real work? Okay, as a user, I get a push notification once a day and. So does everyone in my locale, being in my time zone, mm-hmm. once a day at a random time. I say random, but I suspect that the times are probably chosen based on likelihood of engagement. Yep. So it's mostly like 6.30 p.m., but it could be any time during the day. I open the app. I take a photo of whatever I'm doing. I've got two minutes to take a photo. It takes a photo with both the front and back facing camera and posts it to a feed and is seen by my friends and I see their photos, what they've taken a photo of and their face and selfie camera. It kind of stitches the what they've taken a photo of and their selfie together. But I can only see their photos if I've posted. And if you post late, if you don't do it in the two-minute window, you can post late, but it tells people that you posted late. Yeah. It basically it reveals to them that you haven't been real, essentially. Yes, exactly. And it's called Be Real because, you know, it's supposed to be unfiltered. Yeah, it's supposed to be authentic uh, as compared to Instagram, which is now really posed and everyone's grids are sort of curated to show the best side of themselves or whatever it may be. Be Real is supposed to be you caught in the act of whatever the hell you were doing in that two-minute window. Which means you're the one who's just jumped on it. What does your feed look like? What does my feed look like? My feed mostly looks like all my friends who have sort of laptop jockey work from home jobs, mm. cushy work from home jobs, are uh, doing exactly that. Uh, you know, they, they're sitting on their computers and taking a photo of whatever is on their screen. Or it's people sort of like in between places. Yes. Like they're, they're on their way somewhere interesting, but not actually anywhere interesting yet. Mm. Or then occasionally, and it's like a shock when you like get a photo of someone and they're sort of like with people and doing something that appears like marginally interesting. Like the other day, one of my friends was like, at the beach, and there were like a bunch of other people I knew, and I was like, "Holy shit, I know all these people. That's amazing. That's that's awesome. They're doing that." But you know, most of the time, it's sort of like the people that they're caught off guard and not doing anything. I mean, yeah, I have the same experience. Except one of my friends is in Italy, and so I'm actually seeing these like gorgeous photos of the Amalfi Coast and stuff. Oh, beautiful! Which is good for them. But it's number one in the App Store, and has been for a couple of weeks. Yep, it's um, going absolutely viral. Originally a Zuma app, but now 
it's spread to more people. And so it's obviously popular. People are craving this idea of being real. French company, I believe. What, like- yeah, it's based in like France and Andorra. And it's it's been around since 2020, but it mm-hmm. didn't didn't catch on until the beginning of this year, basically, when, yeah, all, all these Gen Z users basically picked it up. Craving authenticity. Yeah. And, I mean, we spoke a couple of episodes ago about how most social media websites are kind of tending towards, you know, algorithmically generated content. They choose what you see and even, in fact, away from friends and family. So this is kind of the ultimate uh, response to that. Yeah, totally. It it is kind of like a weirdly sort of like throwback experience in that you have to add all your friends. So I now have like 30 friends on there that are using it or whatever. Really small group. It's kind of like back to the old days where you see someone on there, you're like, oh, shit, such and such is, is using this like back when you were first signing up for Snapchat or Facebook or whatever it was. Mm. So it's kind of interesting like that. It also does have, and I assume this is just like an engagement-juicing thing like all platforms do in the early days. They've got like your feed and they've got like the universal feed. Yeah, Discovery. I was going to say that. Have you clicked on Discovery? Yeah, yeah. So- I mean, it's no better than the <laughs> no. actual feed, if not worse. No, it's, it's terrible because basically it just shows, I guess, a random assortment of people. Maybe it's all over the world. Maybe it's chronological. I'm not sure, but it's from all over the world. You have the aspect of it's people in between going to somewhere interesting versus where they were before, or some people sitting in their cars, or people like in these empty, unadorned bedrooms, but you also don't know them. So it's this, it's this kind of haunting in a way. Oh, the discovery feed on Be Real is completely useless. Yeah, yeah. It's no better than your actual feed. Because I was thinking like, I guess there's may already be some influences, you know, or something or some interesting people, but no, no, it's just, yeah, someone taking a photo of their laptop that I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But but I guess it does come down to the fact, because, you know, Twitter used to have a universal feed, a few other apps I'm pretty sure have too, but I'm pretty sure it's just engagement juicing because Beeril is like, and, you know, they say this is one of the reasons it exists, is to, like, reject the social media desire to, like, have you constantly looking at it. Because mm. what you look at Beeril once, all your friends' up- updates come through. A few more will come throughout the day from people that are late, mm. but most of them sort of come within five minutes or so of the, of the alert, and then that's kind of it. Yeah, you- but I, w- I want to get into that dichotomy yeah. because I feel like already they're... Whilst, yes, they claim, yes, we happen once and then you put us away. We're not trying to interrupt. We're not trying to have you engaged all day and endlessly scrolling. But already you get more than one push notification from Be Real a day. Yeah. Anyway, if someone posts late, you will get the notification, even if it's like five hours later. Yeah. So on the on the aggregate, I'm kind of already getting <laughs> more push notifications than I get from like Twitter or whatever. It's interesting you say that it reminds you of kind of early social media because in a lot of ways, this is how most with the exception of Twitter, how most social media um, websites started. When Facebook started, it was commenting on each other's pages. It was your circle of friends. I joined it because I got tagged in a photo by someone many, many years ago. Instagram was the same. It was just your friends. From day one, the slight difference in Instagram is from day one, I felt like given it had the filters, it did kind of encourage that make yourself look, you know, incredible or you make yourself look stylish or, or cool, cool, or, yeah, or, cool or whatever, yeah. or whatever, rather than Be Real is saying, like, give us your, your raw vibe. Yeah. Well, Facebook used to have that. Remember, people used to just dump, they'd upload, like, their digital camera yeah. of, like, a party, and all the photos would be just, like, dog shit, and yeah. you'd get tagged in all of them. Yeah. And you'd have to go through and, like, untag yourself from all the shit ones. Yeah. It doesn't really happen on any platform anymore. Yeah, here's 90 photos. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but the problem with that model is it's kind of hard to monetize. Yeah, totally. And like, this, so there's a thing with platforms, like obviously in order to get their retention and that stickiness so that they last for years and years and years, they have to become a place that 
um, either A, you're checking habitually because you're getting fantastic content, like I guess TikTok, or B, it basically becomes a messaging platform. Like you can't leave Facebook because of the events, because you're chatting with people there and, and like messaging features, WhatsApp's the same, Instagram, DMs, etc. The issue with that though is it's really hard to monetize that small network and messaging. I mean, WhatsApp still is makes no money. It's like really hard to monetize um, direct messages because how do you like how do you do it? People don't want to be interrupted between you and your friend. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of the question with Be Real and something that I want to go through. Like, how do they monetize? With the obvious answer, yeah, being ads. But I don't think it'll work. Yeah. So I guess I've I've kind of thought about this. The, the first thing that I would say is that, like, I I mean, I, I think it's kind of like a fun little toy or whatever, but already I'm kind of, like, feeling like I'm sort of bored of the core offering. And I can sort of see even the people that I've followed who are fellow millennials who are sort of desperately grasping for relevance like myself are kind of, like, running out of ideas of how to style their fucking work-from-home desks to make it to make it more exciting for a, for a new Be Real. So I, I can see the engagement was already dropping a bit amongst, like, my group of friends. I feel like they then do need to, like, start adding new features to keep people stuck in and, and features they can actually monetize. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, with ads, as you say, in order to make money off ads, you need engagement. You can't have people just opening the app for, like, one minute yeah, scrolling totally. and seeing one ad. The two things that sort of immediately come to mind that I reckon they could probably do is, one, replace, like, the scattershot insane discovery tab with something that's they'll have to think of a way of like doing influences yes or like brands or like celebrities or whatever in a way that's a bit different but you know even if it just means like you could follow a celebrity's b-reels that are taken in the same way like they have to take it in that two minute window or whatever Mm. um i think people would probably find that reasonably compelling of like large celebrities who would do that i don't know and the other thing i could think is like location-based yeah ones someone was telling me and this is actually i experienced this because i was in i was in an office full of people that have, they're using Be Real, the time hit, everyone like started freaking out to do the Be Real. Yeah. And it was such a like bizarre experience. <laughs> kind, like of unset- flash mob. kind of unsettling in a way, but everyone was like all of a sudden trying to pose their Be Real. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's actually like quite wild. And then mm. I think maybe it was my sister. She said that at, the, at like a concert or something, when the Be Real time hit during the concert and there were like a shitload of Zoomers there, everyone like put on their phones and started doing Be Reals. Yeah. So if you could do some sort of like location-based activations. Yes. Which are like Be Real driven and like make them appear in like a feed or something like that, that could easily, you could sell ads against that or, you know, sell the time slot or something to a brand or an artist or wherever. Yeah, yeah. In order to keep it kind of authentic and keep that kind of person-to-person vibe, because that is kind of the issue with Instagram and Facebook. Like, as they're chasing more and more engagement, they invite the brands on, they invite influencers like Instagram, courted influencers in the early days, like encourage them to get on the platform, which leads to a situation where, like, when you're posting on Instagram, you don't know who you're posting to anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, you might get 50 likes from just random Russian accounts. You, you You might get comments saying hey, great photo, have you tried following this or do you want to get more followers or whatever? Like you literally, you put out a, f- a photo on Instagram and you don't know who you're posting to. Facebook, kind of the same story in that you're expected as a user to know that if I comment on my friend's status, their network is going to see it. If it's a pages status, their network, you know, if it's a group, only that group, there's all these kind of me and you and I'm sure most of our listeners will maybe innately get who it's going to, but also you don't really know. It's not just your friends anymore, right? Like you yeah, totally. don't have a context to what you're putting out there, who it's, who the audience is, who you're getting stuff from, whereas Be Real kind of has that context innate. And as soon as you start bringing on influencers and brands... It, it, you, you go down the exact same path. But it could very well be that the people that make Be Real don't actually 
to a certain extent, they definitely don't give a shit about actually encouraging a cool new social environment. Like they really want to, they want to monetize this. Yeah. Presumably they want to make a, a, a shitload of money. So maybe like they're just happy to follow the tried and true social media pipeline of accumulate users, get people to use this cool new tool, start throwing ads or whatever it is at them yeah. and then get out of there, sell them to TikTok or something. Yeah. So some other parts, I think, because I definitely think, yeah, the location play is one, event-based activation or even post your location when you post the photo, certain locations are just sponsored. You know, like yeah. McDonald's is just pays, be real to be a highlighted location whenever anyone posts from McDonald's or that kind of thing. And like, yeah, brand from the brand perspective, you know, like Snapchat kind of does this like challenges. Yeah. They're all the ad ones, but also spinning up an ad network is expensive and takes time. I'm just, I'm unsure whether it's, they are going to go down that path. Yeah. And the other thing that I think anyone that uses Bill will notice is that it, for an app, it is so rough. It is like, yeah. it's really not that well put together. Like if you click on their like FAQ and their help section, it like takes you to like basically a Google doc, yeah. which has like their FAQ questions in there. Even though they've absorbed quite a bit of investment, like tens of millions of dollars, basically. Yeah. It still looks very rough around the edges. So yeah, it, it makes you wonder what, what their plans are to actually like scale it bring it up to the level of the amount of users they're currently accumulating. Yeah. The other monetization plays are obviously like subscription, but that obviously requires services. Yeah. It, you know, provides a valuable, you know, something valuable for the customer. They could bring in ads and then remove ads for, you know, a dollar a month or whatever and like pay for features, a bigger window to post. Yeah. That kind of thing. I like the Tinder thing or whatever where you, you buy gems and shit to be able to... Well, yeah, send bits. Like yeah. like Twitch, can you send bits to other, yeah, other yeah. people? Again, I, I can't really see it. it. No, totally. What I do think is pretty obvious, like you will see like more features pop up there. They'll probably add in like a direct messaging feature, like just stuff that keeps people there for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, that's like almost certainly going to happen, especially with all the attention. There's been so many stories written about Be Real over the past two weeks. Yeah. It seems like everyone started to use it, so... I don't think they are, honestly going to monetize to be honest then obviously you can get creative uh, the other monetization ideas like events or like payments like you were saying on facebook you use facebook for events it's pretty much the only thing yeah. they have the opportunity to move into that space and try and take transaction revenue or what have you or allow have an events tab and allow people to promote it but other than like creative things my honest opinion is well i have two predictions prediction one mm. it's going to move to more than once a day if they do that, I'm off. I'm out. They've they've broken the dream. I think that'll happen probably as soon as user growth, not go down, but just Plateau, level yeah. off. If they just double it, that's like twice the amount of engagement on app minutes that used. I predict that will happen. But I think more likely they keep growing without any monetization, just burning venture capital money and sell to someone else. Well, they're already, Instagram is copying it. Yeah, they've, they've added like the front and back camera at the same time. Thing doesn't have a timed aspect, as far as I'm aware. But well, yeah, you, you you can now start using that the look, the format that Beryl has. And I can see Snapchat doing it pretty quickly as well. Why wouldn't Snapchat? It feels very Snapchatty. Oh, for sure. I mean, Snapchat couldn't afford to buy them, but that kind of as a, it could definitely be featureized. Beryl could be featureized, which is why I actually think they're also like could be a target for acquisition. Yeah, for sure. But but also at the same time, they um they have definitely collected users they've got into that weird little zone that's really hard to get into for a new like network or platform which is all pe people are actually like using it and have like a clear idea of what it is and what it's for yeah be real feels authentic to me for this reason or i like using this and like the network of friends that i've generated for it yeah because you run into the same problems if you try, if you try to cram it into instagram right yeah. where does that kind of fit in a platform where they're trying to tell you forget about your friends 
they don't matter. You you want to see every bit of shit from the internet sort of funneled into your eyes. No, totally. It doesn't really align with their strategy. Like I don't see Meta buying it. Like with regards to acquisition targets, yeah. like or potentially companies that could acquire. I mean, the obvious ones are also you know TikTok, as we discussed in the TikTok episode. They're moving into kind of social yeah. networking, so this could be just a play to kind of acquire that. I don't think they. I think they're more likely to just create their own feature. Sure. Of it. I think that someone like Microsoft could easily do it. Like Microsoft, you know, would just, well, rumoured, but I think it's confirmed rumour, they tried to buy Discord for like $12 billion yep. not so long ago. Yep. They obviously have LinkedIn as their social network, but they don't have the kind of youth play. So I could see, and they're very aggressive. Yep. Yeah, maybe. With their acquisitions. I don't know. I could see Microsoft going for it. They do have a youth play, though, and their youth play is Xbox Live, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And Minecraft. Yeah, and Mi- Minecraft yeah, exactly. yeah, is, yeah. is pretty big in, in, in that regard as well. But I guess this is more like that social networking tool. But the big one, I think, is like the, the real left field acquirer, but it would make the most sense is Apple and potentially like bringing it in to iMessage in that it fits in with their privacy thing. They wouldn't have to worry about monetizing it. It's like a nice feature. I can't really see it happening, but Apple don't have a social network. It's kind of Apple have sort of, the, the, the one time they've tried to have a social network was, do you remember Ping? No, Ping? I don't it was like, it was like, I remember they tried it, but I don't actually, I don't know, yeah, I never used it. Was, it. it was Apple's social network it was called Ping. It was music based and it was built into oh, iTunes. That's right. That's it, was probably, right. it was probably like 10 years ago now, I think. Maybe a little bit less, but it was literally, I don't even know what it did. It was something to do with like sharing music and you could follow artists on Ping. It's a terrible name, but they all have terrible names. Yeah, but like Apple are the one that don't have, yeah, they don't have anything that's like user-generated content based. Yeah. Like Google have YouTube. And so like it would kind of fit in. I don't know if they're going for that. Like I don't know if they want that that mess, you know, the mess that is user-generated content, but it would kind of make sense. Then yeah, there's maybe. weird. Then there's weird ones like the oracles of the world. Oh, yeah. and, or, and or, Oracle owned be real. <laughs> I, mean, I could see that's that. Really buzzy stuff. Yeah, maybe. I could see it. I mean, they were trying to buy TikTok, right? Like that's right. Yeah, that's the only reason. Like they're looking for things to ruin. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the CIA told them to buy TikTok. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I think he was mates with Trump. Right, was the whole thing. That's but, right. Yeah, exactly. But, but and the, the very left field one I have is Spotify. Oh, yeah. Or Spotify or Square with Tidal and integrated in some, some kind of like listening to music thing. But I don't know. Someone will buy them. I reckon someone will buy them for a few billion dollars in six or 12 months' time. All right. I'm putting it in my calendar. So there's the two predictions. Someone buys them before they monetize in, in the next 12 months or 12 months or so. And two B-reels a day is coming. Two B-reels a day and they're going to be acquired. Yeah. Those are, those, those are, modest, those are modest proposals. I, I just think it's going to be a feature accumulation like relatively quickly would be my bet. In the next like three to six months, you'll see them start slotting in some new features. And putting ads everywhere. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But although they can maybe get away with not doing that for a while, depending on how tolerant their investors are to mm. this whole growth phase thing, um, which is sort of seems to be going out of fashion of letting companies just grow and grow and grow without actually making any money. Yeah. All right, our stakes are in the ground. They are, yeah. We can check back in. If this podcast is still running in six months, we're going we're gonna to check back in. Yeah, remind me bot. Oh,